Hey Ed, welcome to Haley Terror of Supernatural. Let's start over and also sometimes talk about other stuff. A podcast. Also known as Hatrusa. And this week we are talking about season two, episode 20, What Is and Should Never Be, which originally aired on May 3rd, 2007, and was written by Rael Tucker, who wrote quite a few that we liked and that we didn't like. Yeah. So, mixed bag. Starting off strong with Dead in the Water, but then we had faith and nightmare and salvation which i don't think were good but then we had children shouldn't play with dead things which that one wasn't great either actually i don't know maybe this was a generally bad other than dead in the water yeah you know what you win some you lose some but this one this one was a winner pretty good pretty good so my summary today i have tried to make it as short as possible however a lot happens in this episode that needs to be talked about so I'm just going to go ahead and start reading, Mm -hmm. and we'll see how long it is when I read it. Okay. We start with the car. Dina's driving and talking to Sam about their new case. They're also a little nervous about the cup outside of the motel they're staying at, but it's fine because they they got new plates and ditched their stolen credit cards. They are hunting a gin. Sam is doing research on it, as usual. Dina's like, I'm going to go handle this by myself. Bye, Sam. And Sam is like, wait. But then Dean hangs up and goes to do that bad idea because he gets caught by the gin then it cuts dean wakes up in bed next to a woman in shock and calls sam who is not expecting you to hear from him the phone call is weird sam accuses dean of being drunk dean denies this the woman's name is carmen we find out from sam when the phone call ends we see sam close a lot book textbook ah dean finds mail and sees that he is in Lawrence, Kansas, which is, as you might recognize, their hometown. He sees pictures around, but one catches him off guard, and he runs to his childhood home, where Mary Winchester is. They talk. It's weird, but Dean is clearly relieved. He finds out John is dead. He died of a stroke. Dean says, that's great. Dean continues to do some research on the gin, sees a very out-of-place girl in a white dress. This show loves girls in white dresses. Dean almost gets hit by a car, but goes back to Mary's house. He eats a sandwich his mom made and asks to mow the lawn. He has never done chores before. He is fucking blissful. Sam and Jess pull up, and Dean is like, Holy shit! Jess is alive, and hugs her. Dean finds out that it's mom's birthday. They go out for birthday dinner, where Sam and Jess reveal that they are now engaged. They go home, and Sam reveals to Dean that they are not close, and that Dean is kind of a trash bag of a human being who stole and slept with his prom date on prom night, and steals money, and also, he does not call Sam Sammy. Dean is sad. Cut to that night or something, unsure, and Dean is watching TV on the couch after Carmen goes to her nurse job, and there's a report about the United United Britannia Flight 424 anniversary. Crash. Holy shit, isn't that the crash that Dean and Sam almost died on? Yeah. Dean does some digging. All of the lives that they saved have been extinguished. Yikes. Dean sees two emaciated skeletons in his closet, but then they go away? Dean goes to John's gravestone and has a moment where he cries four tears. (laughs) Then he goes back to Mary's house to get a silver knife. The whole scene is essentially a recreation of the first episode of the series. Sam refuses to let Dean go alone and tags along. On the way, Dean tells him that what's really going on, and Sam tries to call 911 or something for help. Dean takes his phone and throws it out the window. They go to the gin hideout, where Sam finds out that this shit is, in fact, real. But it's not real. 
Dean is like, hold on, this isn't real. I'm going to kill myself, and I'll just wake up in my real body. And Sam is like, what the fuck, Dean? Don't do that, you're crazy. And Dean is like, shut up, I'm gonna. But then Mary shows up in her nightgown, and all of the others show up and are like, oh man, this sucks. Why'd you have to keep digging? You were happy. And Dean is like, yeah, well, this isn't real, sorry. And then he stabs himself and wakes up in the real lair, where Sam is trying to wake him up. They manage to defeat the djinn and save the girl who is still alive. We end in the motel room with Sam getting a call from the hospital that the girl is still alive and well, and Dean is sad about what they've lost. That's it. Cool. Cool. Yeah. I have nothing to add. I think I summed it up pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it was better than the... Not better than, shorter than the the Wikipedia summary. Yeah. Which, uh, we've talked about, clearly, different people write these. That's totally fine. Um, There is one writer who is a little bit long-winded, and for this one, it was uh, 3,700 words. Yeah. Mine was... Uh Mine was... um, Mine was 670. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say I did check. There was a transcript I found. It did include some scene descriptions. Some scene descriptions and transitions and whatnot, like, uh, written out, like, what was happening on screen. And that was about 7,000 words or something. So, wow. 7,000 something. So, uh, yeah. 7,300, maybe? Wow. But, yeah, it, it was it was a long summary. So, you, you shortened that significantly. Yeah. Much appreciated. <laughs> no problem. Thank you. I try my very hardest. So, today our death count is a little bit shady, um, because we don't really, nobody dies, really, in this episode at all. Except for that, Except um, for, that, for what? Uh, I was gonna say that, that girl they find that's super dead. Yeah, weren't there two? That's just a skeleton. Weren't there two that were skeletons, or was it just that one? I think they showed two in the closet, but when they're actually in the real world, I think we only get a shot of one. I assume there were probably two. Okay, so we're going but I don't to assume. think it's consistent. We're going to assume that there was two of them, and we're going to say that those are our two deaths for the episode. Uh, because yeah. nobody dies on screen, and all of the deaths that are, happen are, like, deaths, technically, that Sam and Dean stopped or whatever. So, there's, like, probably a lot of deaths in the fantasy world. And also, there's John who's dead, but he didn't die on screen either. So, two? Three? You know, it's something. And then, because I just can't get enough of talking, uh, let's jump into my notes. Which, actually, there are not a lot of today. I was just vibing with the episode. I was just letting it happen. So, my first note is that Dean forgot about the never-go-somewhere-alone rule. This is a very important rule. Like, a very, very important rule. You're not supposed to forget about this rule. Dean has forgotten about this rule, and it does get him in trouble, because he almost dies. But, whatever. My next note is, Dean, you're drunk-dialing me. That is what Sam says to Dean when he calls him in the fantasy world. This is a recurring thing. Like, four different people are like, are you drunk right now? And Dean is like, no. People keep asking me that, but no. When he slams the book shut and it's a law book, shut up. That was my initial (laughs) reaction to Sam being shown that he's still studying law, because he can. And then I have the look on Dean's face when he saw Mary. Bitch. Followed by Dean just like you're beautiful to his dead mom, which was fucking something else. My next one is, Dad's dead? Followed by, John has a fucking stroke. 
which I think was supposed to say had, but, you know, that's, I think, one of the highlights of the episode is that in Dean Winchester's, like, idealized world, which obviously isn't completely idealized because he's not close to Sam or whatever, but mm-hmm. in this world where he's happy and his mom's alive, his father's dead, which is something else. Then I have the note, Dean Winchester has a weird fucking Oedipus complex, because mm. I'm sorry, but it's there. And I mean, yeah, you could just argue, well, Haley, his mom died when he was a child, and he misses her dearly. Uh, yeah, but he's a grown man, and there were some scenes that, there were some some looks that were a little bit too lingering for me. My next one is Sam's graduation picture that John was clearly photoshopped onto. There was a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of pictures in the Winchester house that were, like, obviously, like, edited. But there was this one picture of Sam at graduation with Mary and John and pointedly not Dean because we find out that Dean skipped his graduation but in the picture like obviously it's all photoshopped together but John is so clearly photoshopped into it it's not even funny it's there were some questionable photo manipulations in this episode oh yeah definitely some questionable ones it's interesting because I don't actually think I saw anything on the wiki page about how they they used real pictures of them that's Unless I missed that. really funny. But yeah, that was another thing, um, is that they clearly, there was, like, a couple pictures that were just very obviously, like, actual pictures of Jensen and Jared from, like, the past, mm-hmm. and you're just like, okay, <laughs> why not? The smile with his mouth full of sandwich is my next note. When he's eating the sandwich, Mary said something to him, and he does this smile with his mouth, like, half open because he can't close it because he took such a big bite of sandwich. And it was just really funny. Then I have Dean's excitement about doing the most domestic shit is really getting to me. I will not lie. Um, when he asks, when he makes a comment and is like, you know, the lawn looks like it could uh, use a mow. Mary's like, it didn't. No, it, it, first of all, it didn't. But Mary was like, wow, you act like you've never mowed a lawn in your life and Dean, like, makes this look, like, outside the window, like, well, and you're like, yeah, he sure has never done that before, (laughs) ever. (laughs) I won't lie, makes me kind of sad, especially in the, if this was actually a good show sort of way, where, like, you think about the characters, and, anyway. My next one is a quote from the birthday dinner. Dean asks how he got so lucky with a girl like her or something like that. And uh, Carmen responds, I just got low standards. To which I said, girl, you so right. Then I have, he's fucking crying. And that was when he was crying at John's grave. Wow. And then I have good sibling moment because even though they have this very rocky relationship, when Dean is like, yeah, well, I'm in debt with a bookie and I have to get him money and that's why I'm stealing these these nice silver silverware from our mother. Sam does go and like get right into the car and is like, I'm not letting you go alone, you could get hurt. And it's like this good sibling moment, even though the fact that they're not like on good terms and it's this ghost of like even though they're not on good terms, like there's still the Winchester brothers or whatever. I liked that moment. Then I have a quote again. Uh when they're in the car and Dean gets this like overwhelming sense of like, oh wow, this he's still my brother. He turns to Sam and goes, "Bitch," and then Sam says, "What are you calling me a bitch for?" <laughs> <laughs> Which 
Because they don't do bitch jerk, because it's not the normal world. But, oh my god. Mm-hmm. What are you calling me a bitch for? It was just really good. Uh, then I have the note of Dean throwing Sam's phone out the window. I really liked that scene for a couple of reasons. But it's just... the Dean, Sam trying to be like, I, I'm trying to get you help. And as like Dean is rolling down the window with the crank, because it's an old car... And then reaching over, grabbing the phone, and throwing it out the window, just in, like, without saying a word, was very funny to me. I really liked it. Then I have that I re- I also really liked Sam waking up and going, mm, because, I don't know, it got me. The next one is really good. I have the note, when the skeletal remains hit, <laughs> which is a really good note. And then Jared's acting is really selling in this episode. I thought he did a really good job in this episode. Um, yeah, he did a good job. Selling Sam as not being Sam. Yeah. Like, obviously yeah, he's me. still Sam, but he wasn't. And I really mm-hmm. liked it. I liked how he did it. I liked how he played him. Maybe he's an actor for a reason. I don't know. <laughs> um, Maybe. And then... I have a long note that's kind of like a question more than a note, and that is um, me asking, is this the episode that begins the idea that they hurt for the fact that they have to be the ones to save so much? Or is that, like, have we touched that before? I don't remember. That they feel like they have to save everyone? Yeah, and, like, hurting about it. Like, being sad? Yeah. Um. Because I feel like this was the first, like, time that that was actually like heavily it might have been the first time they say it out loud yeah i don't know if we've personally talked about it before but i do think it's a little silly Uh (laughs) uh-huh well here's the thing i think it's silly that they well i don't think here's the thing i think that that was probably something that john just like instilled in them i i get that vibe from him right that that's something he would teach his sons specifically because like mary died mm-hmm. i feel like he would feel like he had to he asked he he already has that thing right right where i'm getting a phone call can you fucking <laughs> not we're trying to record oh a podcast God, one second one second oh my god hello because he already has this thing about one hunting the yellow demon but like also stopping it from hurting anyone else i feel like he has this complex like i have to save everyone and so I can imagine that that was just instilled into the boys. Like, we, the Winchesters, have to save everyone. And Well, that's why I, it's unfor- the family business. Yeah, and unfortunately, I think that the show only enforces that. Right. I don't think, I think something that could be interesting, because we have talked about, like, a greater hunter network before, and that is there technically in the show, um, is if the show actually went against that and said, no, you don't have to save everyone that's not your job we're a community we're all working together it's not you guys are the only ones who can save people but um i think that the show because then it turns into well you two were specifically bred like not to but that like that is what it is yes specifically bred to be vessels yes to bring about the apocalypse and therefore the only two who can really stop it. Like, I think the show ends up just leaning into that a lot. Like, not only were you chosen, you were made for this. Yeah. So I I don't think there's a super great way to go about that, like, getting rid of that 
like you guys aren't the only hunters here without removing that entire plot line. But it would be nice if more often the show was actually acknowledged that there are other hunters who are doing their job. I feel like you could have both if... I think you probably could, if but you they need were like, someone who could actually balance that exactly. And, well. and have because I think I think the thing is that throughout the seasons they get a larger support group, mm-hmm. but I don't think that support group ever goes like yes, you guys are the ones that God has quite literally chosen to do all this. Right. However. It's not just your responsibility. Like, we have other people who can help. Like, you guys focus on just the... I feel like maybe there's a little bit of that later on. Like, you guys focus on just this and other people will do this. But I feel like it was not well done in a way that actually helped the brothers feel okay. Correct. I would agree with that statement. (laughs) There's nothing about this that's okay for anyone. No, absolutely there is not. Um, yeah. I only have two notes left. One of them is yeah. he keeps looking into the camera. It's weird. I could not tell if it was intentional or not. Um, I don't know. And that's at the, at the end when he's like having his monologue to Sam and being like, why are we always the one who have to save people? He keeps looking mm-hmm. directly into the camera and it's never like long. It's glances. But I could not tell if that was intentional or not. And then my last note is lingering shot of Dean's face end. They do like to do that a lot. It's a, they don't do it as often with Sam. No. Um, where there's an end shot lingering on their face. They love to end uh, shots. They do it with Dean quite Dean. a few times. And then um, since I don't think we have a place for this, I would just like to say that uh, our Dean and Sam kiss list has updated. Dean now has seven kisses and Sam has four. I feel like that... Uh, Dean is going to be ahead for a while, but when we hit Solus Sam, dude, when we Sam hit Solus Sam, up, Sam's going to have like up. forty, and Dan- Dean's going to have like one. <laughs> and well, we're, Dean is going to jump up. I mean, Sam's going to jump up, but then I think after Solus Sam for a really long time, he's just stagnant. Yeah, again. Um. Oh my god! I just library? remembered his fucking girlfriend. I, I don't. I don't think I got to that. The season, deaf. Though. The deaf girl. Yeah, but she's not until, like, season, like, she's later. She's literally, like, like season later. 14 or whatever, but I forgot about her. I feel really bad for her, because I think that I've maybe seen her talked about, like, once or twice. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember her name. Anyway, sorry. A- a- Aline? Elaine? Oh, yep. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, I think you've mentioned her to me before. Um, Is it Lore Library now? It sure is. Okay. So here's the deal, guys. I have approximately 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. Oh my god. You're still counting. So I have 24 tabs Holy shit! And I have closed some. I've opened other ones and decided they weren't worth it. Some of them were repeats of information. Um... I would argue that this is another episode where the supernatural creature is not that important. Mm-hmm. It's just not. The The focus of this episode is on Dean. And it's on Dean. That's that's it. Correct. Um, but I will say the other thing that makes this episode a little bit difficult to talk about here is that Jin is... there. It's such a huge mythological being, right? So Jin originate in pre-Islamic Arabia. So that is... What countries are that, actually? I don't exactly. know. Exactly. 
I, I, I have a list in my head, but I don't know all of them. Um, so it's the Arabian Peninsula is bounded by the Red Sea on the west and the southwest and the Gulf of Aden on the south, the Arabian Sea on the south and other bodies of water. But it looks like it's like Saudi Arabia, Yemen, Oman, United Arab Emirates, Qatar, Kuwait. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, uh-huh. that area. That area of the world. I'm sorry if I left out or added a country. That was a super quick Google. So it's it's a big area. There, I think Egypt is also mentioned in a few of these. It's it's got a lot of different things happening. But jinn are also so big in pop culture mm-hmm. that it's it's not. I wouldn't say it's hard to research this. It's just you have a lot of mixed searches like um when i was like looking up like weaknesses which is always a very strange thing to google for like actual mythological creatures Mm -hmm. um because they don't always tell you like especially with like a a jinn is on the same level well it's technically below like angels in islam so they aren't necessarily something that people are like actively going around and fighting Mm -hmm. so when you're Looking it up, a lot of that is, like, video games. Love that. I did look up the knife, the silver knife dipped in sheep's blood. Uh-huh. And I could not find anything. I couldn't find anything about silver at all. I did find something that was, like, a very specific type of gin. And I believe there's multiple kinds. Where if you, like, stab something yeah no driving an unused nail into the blood of of like a of a of a of a murder victim okay. will stop the formation of the ifrit huh however that looks like it's mostly just from egypt so i have no idea like i think this is one where they just kind of made some shit up okay they just made some things up the thing is i have to like i didn't i didn't i don't write this down so much so i did a lot of do a lot of clicking around trying to figure out where I'm going okay. with this. So I also could not find anything about gin specifically drinking blood, but I did find it for ghouls, which are also ghouls. like like a demon-like being or monstrous humani- humanoid concept originated in pre-Islamic Arabian re- religion huh. uh, associated with graveyards and the consumption of human flesh. You know, um, I also noticed... Isn't silver, silver is only, that's like a werewolf thing, right? It is, but this show uses silver for quite a bit. Right, but then also, like, because, like, obviously drinking blood is a very vampire thing. So they've just decided to make gins, like, okay, we're going to take werewolves and vampires, and we're going to just, like, make them kiss. Yeah, so I went on to the Supernatural Silver page. Um, okay. And it's got a whole bunch of creatures affected by silver, including jinn, fairies, gorgons, Cohontas, Lamias, creature from episode two that I will not mention. Gotcha. Uh, revenants, shapeshifters. Not going to say that one either. That one is also one I'm not supposed to Can say. Can you send it to me? Yeah. Uh, it, it's, a, it's another one along similar lines to season one episode two vitalis werewolves wraiths zombies edward trenton species knock whispers and 
Slipner? Slipner. Oh, it's a demigod. I don't know who that guy is. So they're just they're just throwing everything. Like silver is gonna kill a lot of things, like Love a lot, that. a lot of things. But um, I did find this article from someone on FanSided, uh, HiddenRemote.com. Okay. Um, it, it wasn't super helpful in where they did get the lore from, but they do think that there are various types of ghouls in Arabian lore, which also makes it figured out to harder to figure out ex- which lore exactly Supernatural used. It looks like most of it was the generalized version of ghouls. Ghouls? Yeah. So. Okay. So you can come in. Um, like, I sure. Guess ghouls. I'll take it. There's something else I wanted to say, and I cannot remember what it was. Oh, the tattoos. Yes. So I was very confused. Probably twenty five minutes trying to find out this tattoo shit. Well, because so the gin is covered in tattoos, and it looks like um in the in future seasons because we're not going to see these guys again until I believe season six, but we will see them again for a few episodes, not a ton. But the tattoos, like, like grow when they use their powers, I think. Okay. Um, and also there's, like, blue and, like, I don't know where that came from. I will say Jin are associated with fire, so maybe that's well, where the I blue mean, comes from. They're, 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 when they were using their powers, it looked like fire. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, maybe that's, I don't know why blue, though. Maybe because, like, really hot fires. I don't, yeah. I don't know and I don't care. This episode did not care but the tattoos confused me because i was trying to find tattoos relevant to that region of the world because i was not like convinced that they were legit Mm -hmm. um but on the on wikipedia it says and this is actually from the, the the dvd commentary for this episode so you know uh that's pretty legit um that the creature's appearance was inspired by an image of a woman with a henna tattooed back that Kripke found on the internet. He thought it would be intriguing to have the villain's entire body tattooed. So they do show a picture on the Wikipedia that says uh, henna tattoos inspired the Jin's appearance. I have a few questions because first of all, just Googling, like just looking up henna tattoos on the internet will get you a mix of things. Uh-huh. Some will be... because. I mean, henna is traditionally on the Indian subcontinent. I do not know if it's really... Is it used in... Okay, it is. It is It is used in Islam. I haven't... I've personally seen it more uh, just specifically in India opposed to the Arabian Peninsula, but I would not be surprised. Like, I'm not, like, saying it isn't. I just... That's not where people's minds go, right? Right. Like, when you're Googling henna tattoos, you're going to see ones that are more inspired by the Indian subcontinent than the Arabic peninsula. Right. So there's also, there's like, not to say that there aren't jinn stories in India. Islam very much moved over there and is like a huge part of, like jinn are a very big part of Islam. So like, I'm not saying there's no cross-cultural stuff there, but also, like, these tattoos, like, they are kind of maybe sort of, like, henna-ish, but they don't look like what you think of when you think of henna tattoos. Mm-hmm. They're a lot more, a lot of more, sh- like, sh- how do I describe this? Uh, it, it just doesn't really look like henna to me. Not what I think of as henna. Right, like, when which, I feel like 
you usually see like a lot rounder there's, shapes. Yeah, it's very they're rounder. There's a lot of floral. Um, it's very nature inspired. I feel like. Yeah, this is like this a is lot of very. Lines. It's very geometric. Geometric. Yes, I actually. So I was looking through facial tattoos, and I actually think that there is like a some inspiration drawn specifically. Maybe not specifically, because I didn't do this makeup. I think that some inspiration was actually drawn from Maori tattoos, like facial tattoos. I don't know. It just it bothered me so much, and I can't really tell you why, other than like it once again feels like supernatural, just like grabbing random things from different cultures and like slapping it on a villain and calling it a day because mm-hmm. like i i don't know it just didn't feel if there's like, one thing we know about white supernatural guy tattoos. it's that they love if there's one thing we know about supernatural it's that they love to take things from cultures and be like this would be great on a villain well, that's what Eric Kripke said. He said it would be really intriguing yeah. if the villain was covered in full body tattoos. Yes. And there's already a stigma against tattoos. Yes. But I personally, like, I think that could potentially, and again, this is 2006, 2007. I'm trying to remember when they would have, like, aired and, like, written and filmed and everything. Right. So it's the early 2000s, but I will say it reads, like, a little bit racist. Yep. It's not, it's not as common, I'm saying, I'm being very specific, it's not as common in, like, European cultures for, like, full face and body tattoos. It's oftentimes considered more of an indigenous people thing. Yeah. Not always, sometimes. That's where I think a lot of U.S. Americans' brains will go when they see face tattoos. It's like that. And also, this is a creature where its origins are in the Arabian Peninsula. Like, there's just, like, so many layers of, like, I don't really like this. Where, like, you know. Yeah. Plus, like, it's, like, is a full tattooed villain, like, it's a cool, it, it, it looks fun. But, like, we don't actually see this guy that much. He's in two scenes. Right. We barely see him. Is it that intriguing? Right. <laughs> like, you don't have time to be intrigued. And is the intrigue really in the tattoos, or is it the fact that they made them kind of glow a little bit? And his eyes are, blue, like, glowing blue and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Like, I will say, like, hats off to everyone involved with those, because um, if I was on the page right, like, it took, like, six hours for them to do it. Yeah, that sounds right. And then they, like, had to have, like, a... They had him, the actor... Like they put in his contract, it was like he could not remove them for four the four days of shooting. Holy shit, too long! So he just wore it around for four days and was like, Yeah, people were kind of scared of me. Um, and I think that there's definitely been a shift since 2006 7 where like seeing people with a lot of tattoos is a lot more normalized. Yeah, like that is true. I just like, I it like it feels very 2007 to be like. Oh, yeah, like, a ton of facial tattoos, just covering tattoos. That's intriguing. That's weird. And it's like, eh. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that holds up. I don't know if any of that holds up. But, like, also, I don't think that necessarily hurts the episode that much because it's not about the gin. No. It's really not. It's about Dean Winchester. This episode, this is just another episode where the monster doesn't matter and that's okay for this one yeah um oh wait i thought of something i wanted to correct 
Um, I'm sorry. This is that's long. okay. Um, you are so allowed to go off. That's what we're here I for. I will say that th- I think that the supernatural wiki page is actually incorrect about Jin. Oh shit. Um, because you scroll down. It, so the way the Wikipedia works is it has like all of a uh, brief description right and then it has like all of the times it shows up in the seasons powers and weak abilities weaknesses and then lore and it says more commonly known as a genie though sometimes both beings are seen as different i can't and then there's a paragraph at the bottom about how genies are not jinns and genies are good but jinns are tricksters that's what i i was under the impression of and i i think maybe it could just be because of this episode i don't think that's anything i did try to find it and what i found is that genie which is the word more people have heard but jinn is a more accurate transliteration of this word and concept what i found is that it's just the same like jinn spelled with a d jinn spelled without a d genies spelt with the g genie spelt with the j like it's all the same thing um what i got from my very brief reading and like there's so much lore here right there's so many things you can read um there are jinn in the quran which i have only read small bits of obviously a translation of which is not the quran it's just a translation of it uh because of how that book works Mm -hmm. From what I got was the thing about Jin is that they technically have free will. Like, angels do not. Angels will always work for God or Allah, right? Uh-huh. That's that's it. But Jin technically, I think, have free will. So they are more like man. And they can do bad or they can do good. Right. You know? Um, so, like, I think de- like ghouls are slightly different when they're demons. But Jin can be good or evil like i think i think that's what i got but i do not think that a genie and a djinn are at all different i i I think that's just wrong (laughs) i could i could also be wrong right but from my limited reading i think that the supernatural wiki page is wrong on this one like maybe they're just a little bit full of baloney yeah it also says here that Jin are said to be vulnerable to salt, iron, and silver. I couldn't find that. Right. I, I just couldn't find it. I couldn't, like I said, I couldn't really find weaknesses. Other than, like, things like, um, I think they can't enter some places. Um, and I think maybe iron could possibly. But, like, I, it was, like, on some smaller blog posts that I can't remember if all of them had quotations from the Quran. Right. So, like, I don't know. It just, I I would argue it's kind of weird. I would also say it's a little weird because in Islam, jinn are pretty important, pretty big. They're, like I said, kind of right under angels. So it is a little weird that it's just, like, this backyard creature for Supernatural. Mm-hmm. When it, I think, if I'm if I'm understanding everything correctly in both Supernatural and the real world, they actually should be on the same level as demons. Oh. Or maybe just below if we're thinking of demons quite literally as fallen angels, like all of them. Wow. You know? So I think that it would, if we're if we're giving them the same, like, narrative weight, which the show doesn't do, we've seen it with, like, some of the other pagan gods where it just doesn't give them the same weight as the Christian god. Right. Right? 
where um, I just think that it would probably be more powerful. It would not just be some, like, random thing. It wouldn't just be a guy who hangs out in a, in a shed and drinks blood. At least it would be more common or something. Right. They're, they're a big deal in the non-Western world. Specifically in is any Islamic areas, and there's the th- pretty big- and there's the key word, because yeah, supernatural yeah. just cares about the Western world. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I, and I mean I can't. Well, I can blame them, but I can also say that there are a lot of monsters and creatures and mythologies and folklore and religions out there. It would be very hard to do like a very like well-rounded show. Like, you that do have to kind of focus, of but, yeah, equally. but it, it's, Supernatural is incredibly Western and incredibly Christian, and it's only going to get more Christian as we go, which is my yeah, biggest complaint. I just always it. think about, I always think about you watching the finale and you going, is this Christian propaganda? Dude. And I was like, Haley, it always has been. <laughs> it always has been. Anyway, that's the lore library. Really long, but it's been a while. It's so. been a while, and that was lovely. I loved it. Thank you. So, our next one is crack shipping. No. Uh, and then followed by brought to you by... Hi! Today's episode is brought to you by What a Wonderful World, covered by Joey Ramone. I don't think I liked this cover. Sorry, Joey. This episode is also brought to you by Saturday Night Special by Leonard Skinner. Yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> Leonard Skinner! And hypothetically... Brought to you by what is and what never should should watch nope what is and what ne- should never be by Led Zeppelin but once again just like last week not in the episode. Taya thinks that the episodes need to stop being named by named after songs. I kind of do. I think that they're being lazy now. But like, also, I get it. Like, isn't that the number one thing authors do on Ao3 though? Yes, like, that's what I was. And oh my god! But we're not getting paid. Though. Wait, that's hold on, hold on. No, we need to rewind for a minute because didn't Ao3 ride like come to the t- like top primarily because of Supernatural? I wouldn't be surprised, but I would argue that Supernatural was probably pretty popular on uh, Fanfic.net too. I've never looked at the numbers. Right. I can tell you that Supernatural was the reason for Omegaverse. Yeah, we've that talked about that on the show before. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, after that is fave wiki thing. So today, my favorite thing on the wiki is in continuity. It's a little bit of a long one, but it's one that I noticed while we were watching, so I want to talk about it. Um, and that would be continuity. Dean's amulet is not present in the Jin's fantasy world for Dean. Instead, he wears a, sil- a medal with a silver chain. In this fantasy world, Sam and Dean are not close and do not get along. It may be that Sam never gave the amulet to Dean when they were children because their father never became a hunter, would have been present for Christmas, and they therefore never knew Bobby, who was the one to give the amulet to Sam as a present for his father. The amulet is seen worn by Dean again at the end of the episode in the current reality. I just thought that was a fun little touch um, because I noticed it. Mm -hmm. I was like, hey, he's wearing a necklace, but it's not his amulet. Yeah, I noticed it was a um, metal chain. So I think that's just a fun little thing. Uh... Obviously, I didn't even think about John and or Bobby in the in the context. I was just like, "Wow, it's because Sam and Dean aren't close." Yeah, I, I think it's really funny. We didn't really address the fact that, like, we mentioned it, but like, John is dead. John is fucking dead. 
I think it's good. Like, I know it's not like the perfect, perfect world necessarily. Like, I think that's supposed to represent that. Like, in keeping their mom, they lose their dad. Yeah. However, I do think it's funny that. Well, also, I'm sorry, it's me. Also, the fact of the matter is that John didn't die like when they were kids. He died at the beginning of that year. That's true. He also was uh, presumably a much better father. Yeah. Without um, he played on a softball team. Men will literally do all this gestures to supernatural instead of going to therapy. So fucking true. Um, my favorite thing on the wiki is a surprise to no one. Um, Sam's engagement to Jessica is referenced later on in All Hell Breaks Loose Part 1, which, isn't that the next It's one? literally the next episode, yeah. <laughs> okay. In which, uh, as, oh shit, not again. Azazel? Yeah, Azazel? Azazel? Okay. Okay. Uh, in which Azazel tells Sam that he and Jessica would have married and had two kids had Jessica not been killed. I hate it here. I love Jess so much for, like, no reason. She is a plot device. She is a plot device. But I, I, I love her. She was killed for Taya's man pain. <laughs> we found we found it. We found now, it. The, now we all get to... Yeah. Um. Oh, you know what we forgot to do? What? Oh my god, the Bechdel test! Does this pass the Bechdel test? No. No. We do have three named women, which is fantastic. One of them's from a magazine! One of them is from a magazine, and the one conversation that we that happens off screen between two women is about Dean. Yep, that is so true. <laughs> so that's right. so crazy. Well, would you like to know my rating? Yes. So my rating for this episode, um, it was weird because I liked this episode a lot, but I didn't know what to rate it. But I've landed on a nine point five fantasy worlds out of ten. I really liked it. It was good. It was not the best episode. It didn't make me, like, actively excited. For a lot of it, I was just like, yeah, this is happening and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, like, it wasn't a ghost and ghosts garner points for me. So, like, I feel like 9.5, excuse me, is a, is a good rating for this episode. Which would put right, it on um... the same par as Roadkill and the season two opener. Cool. Um, so on IMDb, this episode has a 9.3 out of 10. So wow. very close to what you gave it. I will say... Is that the highest... Hold going... on. Is that the highest rating what? episode we've had on IMDb yet? Um, let me check. All episodes, not season 15. So Devil's Trap had a 9.2, which I think is wild because I did not particularly like No, Devil's Trap. Devil's Trap had a fucking 2 for me. Um, In My Time of Dying also has a 9.2. Okay, but this one was a 9.3. I know, I know. I'm getting there. I'm just telling you the ones that are close. Tall Tales has a 9.1. Oh my god. And then, yeah. So this is the highest rated one for now. I will say that there's one yes. in this season that is higher. But, like, okay. there's only two episodes left. You'll right. have to guess which one of the two. But to this point, um, this is the highest rated episode yet. Yeah. That's pretty um, impressive. All of the written reviews this time are 9s or 10s. Wow. Like, we don't have anything below our 9 or 10 that had a review written about it. Uh, people think that it's, like, a really strong episode, one of the best in the series. A lot of these are older, so they hadn't seen more, but I assume that probably holds true oh, for them. Oh, it sure does. Yeah. Did Kripke direct this one? I think so. Or something? Yeah, he directed this one. Okay. Because a few people mention him in the the in the reviews, um, saying it's like a must see. A few people say like it's not a good introduction, but like well, that's yeah. 
fair. They liked the acting. Yeah, people just really like this episode. Like, they think it's, like, the best in the season, the best in this episode of the show. Oh, wait, this is from 2019. Uh, The crown jewel of the second season, Supernatural, of its very best. And, I mean, I think that that stands true for both of us who remembered this episode very fondly, I think I would say. Um, Yeah. I mean, I don't... We both got where it was wrong. Yeah. Um, I did not think it was in season two. I think I maybe thought it was, like, season four. Um, But I thought it was good. I remembered it. I remembered the twists and the ending. I didn't... I admittedly don't remember, like, all of the stuff in the dream world. But I do remember, like, oh, yeah, Dean gets captured by a djinn and gets to live life... The way he would have wanted, but also not. Yeah, and the scene at the end where all the women come out. um, But yeah, I remember it well, so. Yeah. So, this is a good... This was a solid one. Yeah. Would you like to say your words? Sure. So, thank you so much for listening this week. We are Hatrusa everywhere. If you would like to like, comment, share, subscribe, leave a review, leave a rating. Um, I might have said rating twice. It's fine. Uh, it really helps us out because we do not do any sort of advertisement aside from word of mouth. So that is probably where we need your help. Uh, we are trying to post more on Twitter. We will post links if relevant and mentioned. We will post random screen caps and updates on if things are skipping a week or sometimes if we're delayed. Not always, but if it's just a day, I might not. Mm-hmm. Um, I will this week get to uploading a few on YouTube, but as always, using a podcast service is your best bet to get the episodes on time. YouTube is not reliable because YouTube is slow. Yes. Also very exciting (laughs) about this week, Taya and I will be getting together in person to watch the premiere of the Winchesters. I'm so mad about this show still. It, I I know we're not helping by watching it. Um, admittedly, we're not watching the premiere. It premieres on Tuesday. Right, and we're getting together on Friday. It, it, it's Sunday right now. We it. both, yeah, we're, we're getting together on the weekend. But, like, guys, can we not get this show renewed? Please get this show canceled. Please. I, I think we all need to live in a world free of new supernatural content i I was about to say supernatural content but then we're included in that yeah so we can't really include ourselves in that because we like i just we like question mark yeah we like like i don't want to see it i don't want to see anything more about john and uh, the show is uh, people are already confused because they're like wait but why does john know about hunting because he fucking they said there's an ex they said there's an explanation, and the, the explanation is going to be someone might wipes his memories. They were like, uh, it Bullfart. won't be that. No, it's going to be that. <laughs> anyway, <sighs> we're gonna we're gonna watch it. Hey Teo. Hey Haley. You ready to get down and dirty with some psychic kids? Yeah, because I kind of thought that was gonna happen more. Yeah, didn't we all? Oh, but geez. we're finally gonna get it in the next episode of Supernatural, which we will see next week. Catch right on the now? Flip side. <laughs> oh, you stole it from me. We'll catch on the flip side. <laughs>